Welcome to Gavias. All right, so I'm still feeling uh, pretty terrible, <laughs> and so I uh, it's been years since I felt anything like this, so it really sucks. But we did finish, and it might be appropriate. We did finish the Old Man in the Sea, and we just talked about Luca. Ironically, I did not plan that, but it just kind of happened. But the Old Man in the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. Obviously, it's an important work in the history of literature in the 20th century. It was published in 1952. It was the final full-length work that was published during Hemingway's lifetime, and it received the Pulitzer Prize. And I didn't realize, but apparently it was this book that made him an international celebrity. I thought he'd already been that for a long time by this point. It's a very short book. It's something you can sit and read, you know, in one sitting. So we'll uh, go through the contents, we'll do some quotes, and we'll do some analysis. Obviously, we're not going to have a whole lot to talk about when it comes to this book, but we'll we'll talk. So the content, what do we have? It's the, the setting is Cuba. It's a fishing city that's set in Cuba, and there is this guy, the protagonist, his name is Santiago. It seems kind of reductive to call the central character in this kind of a book a protagonist, but anyway. So it's Santiago, and he's a fisherman. You know, he's an old, older gentleman, and he's been fishing his whole life. There are a few characters in the book. There's uh, Santiago, there's the boy, he just calls him the boy, and it mostly calls Santiago the old man. And then there are a handful of people in the city that he interacts with. But almost the entire novel takes place at sea. So the setup is this old man who is struggling in his old age to catch fish. He's just not doing it so well at this point. It's something that he's dedicated his life to doing, and he talks about occasionally. The boy and him have history of sh fishing together, but in this particular instance, the old man is going to go out by himself. He really likes the boy and appreciates the things that he does for him. So Santiago goes out on his own in his little boat, and he catches a massive fish. But it's much too big to pull onto the boat, so he has to latch it to his boat and try to drag it all the way back. But he has to wait till it it tires itself out because it's it's pulling him out to sea so along the way you know there's a lot of very kind of limited philosophical talk there's some uh, personal talk from the old man he fights off some sharks as they're trying to pick at this big fish and south park spoiled the end for me <laughs> i remember when i was a kid i saw a south park episode and the boys were hiring mexican day laborers to uh <laughs> to do their book report for them. And then the uh, day laborers uh, said what happened at the end of this particular book. So it spoiled the end for me. But by the end, the fish is picked apart and he's just got the skeletal remains attached to the boat by the time he gets back to shore. Okay, so here are some quotes. Obviously, people should know how Hemingway writes at this point, but here are some quotes. Quote, he was an old man who fished alone in a skiff in the Gulf Stream, and he had gone 84 days now without taking a fish, end quote. That's the opening sentence. You know, I always love doing that. Love opening sentences. Quote, thank you, the old man said. He was too simple to wonder when he had attained humility, but he knew he had attained it, and he knew it was not disgraceful, and it carried no loss of true pride, end quote. There's something about Hemingway characters. There's this kind of staunch masculinity that he plays with that's a consistent reprisal when you go into his books. So there are these ideas of strength and pride and how those work themselves out in this kind of a story. Quote, he no longer dreamed of storms, nor of women, nor of great occurrences, nor of great fish, nor fights, nor contests of strength, nor of his wife. He only dreamed of places now and of the lines on the beach. 
They played like young cats in the dusk, and he loved them as he loved the boy, end quote. So I think that was my favorite quote from the book. One thing about Hemingway is that he writes in such a straightforward, muscular way <laughs> that a lot of times uh, he doesn't really explore the language all that much. You know, it's just always pushing forward. So something that you might see in, like, Nabokov, where you get to see just the English language be drawn into every corner that you could possibly imagine for artistry when it comes to using the language, Hemingway is more tethered. He's got uh, an ideological commitment. He's committed to things as true as possible and speaking mostly in motion. Quote, no one should be alone in their old age, he thought, but it is unavoidable, end quote. So that's one of the thematics that you see going through is that him alone out at sea and this inevitable loneliness that you're going to run into. Quote, he looked across the sea and knew how alone he was now, but he could see the prisms in the deep dark water and the lines stretching ahead and the strange undulation of the calm, end quote. So Hemingway still does an excellent job, and that's one of the things about his books. I could read one of his books one time, and then years later, I can still have the images from it show up in my, in my head on occasion when I think about it. And that's something that uh, I think I've made this comparison before, but Dostoevsky, of course, Hemingway was not a big fan. He said that Dostoevsky is probably the most brilliant writer philosophically, but the worst actual technical writer. <laughs> and Dostoevsky obviously is very, very wordy and very ruminative. Quote, then his head started to become a little unclear, and he thought, is he bringing me in, or am I bringing him in? End quote. So Hemingway does not go out of his way to kind of establish the thematics. You know, he doesn't try to tie it all together for you. He keeps that momentum the whole time, and he just lets you pull from it what you will. So to go into the analysis, it's the classic Hemingway writing style. It has that momentum. It's mostly motion. There's no lengthy rumination about this or that. You know, in a lot of books, you'll see that you'll have pages sometimes of them just thinking this thing or thinking that thing, or the narrator explicating all these various pieces of this particular character. But Hemingway does not do that sort of thing. <laughs> he, does, he has little pockets that let you try to understand what the character is about. There's no deep narrator analysis. Uh, it's easy to follow, and there are you know, lots of vivid images that are easy to attach to. So what does it mean? I mean, there are various questions about it. There was one reviewer who said that it was kind of an, a fake novel <laughs> or novella, that this didn't have the honesty of Hemingway's other works, and he was not too happy about it. Some other, other reviewers really loved it and said it was great and all that. Of course, it won the Pulitzer, but who knows what that means in this day and age. But some of the meaning that I got from it was uh, it could be a thematic about that kind of artistic inspiration where it can drag you out when you're trying to drag it. It takes you away. You're the old man. You're very alone. And the things that stuck out, stuck out to me were the, the struggle that was related to how much of a struggle it was to try to get this, you know, this big fish. And having been in a drought for a while from getting fish and then getting this one and then having it picked apart by sharks on the way back to take it back to the boy and take it back to the village, you have that struggle and that loneliness and that eager youth who exalts you and all those things are characteristic of that artistic endeavor, that pure artistic inspiration. And of course, uh, I mean, obviously, it could just be about old age. It could just be aging being alone, and you're going out to see one more time to do this kind of, this writing, do this thing that you've always done, and it just doesn't have the same punch or effect. It doesn't have the same 
vitality or importance that it had when you were younger. So, of course, this was his last published book. I know he wrote a book that he didn't finish. I saw a movie based on it at some point. But this was his last book, and I think, what, 10 years after this, he took his own life. And then when he got the Nobel Prize in literature, he wanted to dedicate that to Cuban people. So anyway, it can be most certainly (laughs) depressing (laughs) because you do see it. Uh, You do see this. You feel the loneliness. You feel the the going through the motions of doing this thing that you've always done and just that feeling of being battered and then finally reaching the end of, of this path that you've been on for a long time. So... Anyway, again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I I am in this state at this point. Obviously, my thinking and contemporaneous speech is a tad muddled as compared to what these usually are. But hopefully there was some value for somebody out there uh, listening to this stuff. And hopefully uh, it spurs some greater conversations about where, where this stuff is going. And what it means to people. We don't talk a lot about meaning anymore. So that was uh, The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway, and uh, this is Coffeehouse. Thanks. I'll see you.